Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Love podcast. And we are the Locksecutioners. We'll be eating lightning and talking thunder and powerbombing you right in the ear holes today. Welcome. Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live. <laughs> I didn't think we did that anymore. Yeah, I, I thought the song did it for us. I thought that was the point of it. Well, the awkwardness is that you have to walk over here and put, yeah. plug your phone in. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, today we have a Bethalto living legend with us. Living legend? That's what you're going to go Living with. legend. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I've been pushing for this show for years. Um, the timing finally is working out for us all. Uh, I'm super excited about this show. Can't wait to get into it. Um, but I, I do want to say you walked out of the room and you took your, your hoodie off earlier. Mm -hmm. I thought for sure you're going to come in here with one of your shirts that has been hiding down in your basement for 12 <laughs> years. Well, come in here and be like, look at this. I, I would it, love to have was, a Swick shirt on. Do you know what I'm saying? I would love ooh. to. I mean, Denny, I mean, he's, he has Thunderdome shirts coming out of his asshole. <laughs> and then I no, I have nothing Swick, Ross. Nothing. Do you? Do you have anything? I not, feel like not we even yet. gave I him a it, podcast. I know it's coming. I know I feel it's like coming. We even gave him a podcast shirt, <laughs> even I think. And I, you know what? You know how he gets them? I deliver him to his door in grocery bags. I just hang him on the doorknob and take off. And then Man. no, no Swick gear from here. But you know what? When we when we first started this show, we had a list of people we wanted to have on, and he was on. He was at the very initial list years ago. Yep. You know, so here he is. Um, no, you, I think you got a little something you want to start off with, right? Yeah, you know, I was going to read a little something. And, you know, I do my research. You don't do crap except turn the computer on. We, we talk about that every time. It's hard today. What's that? It was a little more difficult today. <laughs> Came know, down here, it, it was unplugged, it it was, nothing was like, hooked up. It I, feels like the first time every time. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, so, yeah, I reached out to some people, you know, just the you know, former uh, people that coached with him, uh, Players, players that he coached, uh, even his own, his own coaches. So this is a guy who uh, was part of coaching uh, Jonathan and who was also, when Jonathan was coaching at CM, was the athletic director for a while. So this is, and I reached out to him, and this, I had to actually reach out to him two or three times to finally get him to text me back. But uh, So this is what he says. He says, he's the single toughest individual I've ever had the pleasure to coach, physically, mentally. He would never quit, never break. And believe me when I say I tried to break him a time or two. J.D. set an example for the entire program. When he took over for the girls' program, we sat down and he told me how he was going to build, not, a, not rebuild because we didn't have one, a program from the ground up. He said we would win some games with the kids presently at CM, but the players who would put us on the, on the map were the three, four, and fifth graders. We sparred on occasion regarding the schedule. He wanted to drop Bunker Hill and pick up Quincy Notre Dame, <laughs> drop the uh, Alton tournament and go to Salem. I wanted to have a few easy wins. He wanted to be tested every night. Of course, he won that battle. A relentless worker whose passion for the game is unmatched. To say the community of owes Jonathan a debt of gratitude is certainty and understatement. 
I'm not sure, but he might have been the only player named the MVP of the modern-day tournament that actually wasn't on the winning team. And more importantly, he became a great friend. Where's those Kleenexes? Where's those Ugh, I love it. <laughs> All so <laughs> true, man. But Welcome to the show, to John. The show, Coach Jonathan. Denny. Hey, right Coach off the Denny. I was so excited and wanted you on here so much because even you know the, the short time that you coached me, um, you know, you're at the top of my list of people who motivated me, who made me want to be better. That that chip that you always kind of had on your shoulder was something that that resonated well with me because it's kind of how I played. And it just, it, your fire drove my fire in just that short time that we're around each other. So I, I've always always looked up to you, everything you did as as a player, a coach, and then the girls' coach, and. So, man, uh, thanks for coming on. And I always mostly just thought it was a dick. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Happy to have you here. But I think he's also a listener, Ross. I think he listens a little bit. Oh, Def fun. Definitely a listener. I'd like to hear <laughs> thanks that. for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I thought you guys were definitely setting me up to, to rip me down. <laughs> I, I thought I was supposed to go the other way. A little way, both. But, a little uh, both. No, now, what we do here, me. J.D. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here finally. I know you guys worked me for couple years now but uh i had some business to take care of my own and get back to where i wanted to be on here and talk about you know not just the past and and me and i want to talk about the future and present yeah importantly so awesome uh now we're just gonna we'll kind of start with just kind of getting your little background like where you grew up and things like that and go from there so uh were you, where were you born i was born in alton then uh lived in livingston illinois That's uh, my parents were uh that's what they got married at a young age and, and, uh, and then of course, unfortunately, uh, divorced at a young age. So I was, uh, I lived up there for five years and then moved down here with my mom in the, in the Roxanna Wood River area. Cause that's where she grew up. And, and then she met my stepdad and, and we moved to Bethalto in third grade and then kind of the rest is history. Gotcha. Uh, brothers or sisters? Uh, yes, I have two brothers, uh, Kyle, uh, on my, on my dad's side. And then on my mom's side, I got Josh. They're both uh, Kyle's seven years younger, and and Josh is ten years younger. Um, so when did now? I know you played soccer and uh, soccer and basketball, correct? Uh, soccer, basketball, baseball. Gotcha. Ran track as freshman, sophomore, junior. Okay. Now was was sports kind of always your passion? Yeah, it's. Uh, I grew up playing. You know, every every sport you could think of from a young age, and then you know back then, and you know in Livingston, small town, you're playing wiffle ball with a chair, and you know right. I mean just competing every single day, and uh, just learned to love sports. My uh, my dad and, and my uncles on my dad's side and on my, and on my mom's side just helped me out understanding it at a young age teach you know teach me how to read the sports page and just understand it. I just wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be the best athlete I could be, and I was decently athletic but i think what i learned more from being young and playing sandlot stuff is is the will to compete every single play every single day uh and that's that's uh it's it's my addiction I, I love to compete and whether we're sitting here playing dice rolling dice or or, or we're, you know thumb wrestling whatever we're doing i mean i just 
you know, I, I want to win. And, and sometimes I, I feel like maybe that, that could be one of my biggest faults too, because uh, I hate to lose more than I like to win. And <laughs> some people call that sore loser and some people just call it competitive, you know? Yeah. So uh, I appreciate Steve saying that stuff, you know, it's. And that's, t- that's big coming from Steve yeah, Carey. That isn't yeah. a guy who just, who just throws out, Oh, you're having him here. Let me, no, let me give him a little hand job. No, you know no. What I'm saying? I yeah. mean, Steve Carey coming from him. That's, those are big words. He's uh he's a big mentor. And uh, you know, I love to hear that because all the brow beatings I took as a player and a coach in his office, uh, <laughs> that, that makes up for it. So. Yeah, would you ever thought like 20, 30 years ago he'd ever say those things about you yeah. <laughs> he may, in a positive way? He may have said them a couple times at his pool, but that was after a, a good day of drinking. So <laughs> If he says that about you, you earned it. <laughs> Here's a funnier story. When, when J.D. was younger, just kind of uh, – uh, he doesn't remember. I think I brought it up to him before after some beers. But So, you know, we grew up in Calhoun, and – our aunt and uncle lived in Bethalto. And so every summer, Mike Rethorn, I would come down, I would stay with him. And then I would, every day I would walk to the boys club and go up there and play. And so I remember one time, I think I was in eighth, I was in seventh or eighth grade. And so I go up to the boys club and uh, there's this kid there, he's shooting and playing. And so I, Hey, want to play some one? And so I put him in, in seventh and eighth grade in Campsville. Here, here, here it comes. <laughs> he was an all American up there. He didn't know. <laughs> Once a cougar, always a cougar, Ross. Okay. So I was a good basketball player up there in seventh and eighth grade. And so I remember coming down and at the boys club and, and me and Jonathan kind of start talking. And then I find out like he's in seventh grade. So he's a year younger than me. And like, so we're going to play some one-on-one. No seventh grader taking me. No way, dude. I'm a cougar, bud. (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember we play one-on-one and he just proceeds to trounce me. And dude, I don't think I've ever been more humiliated in a sport in my entire life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And he does. We, I brought it up to him before, and he doesn't. He doesn't remember. I told it. you I don't remember the wins. I, remember <laughs> the <losses. laughs> I guess I. I guess it's the same, same way for me. <laughs> that's why I remember. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So um, we. Uh, Bat was basketball your first your major love or growing up baseball was but I got to be about seventh eighth grade and just something clicked with basketball and uh, you know I, I I was I felt like I was competitive and, and decent in all the sports and uh, but but basketball kind of took over about eighth grade and then you know just that's what I put most of my time into I played the other sports because that's what you did you know back mm-hmm. when we went to school it was play soccer football or you know, go, play a play a fall sport, play a winter sport, right. play a spring sport, ride your bike, go play fuzzball in the summer, chase chase girls when you get to, you know get a little older <laughs> and stuff. And um, you know that's just kind of the way it was. You know, there was no select. I think my last year of playing high school basketball, Joe Blascom's dad, um, Joe was probably one of the best, if not the best, players around here that I played against and with. Uh, his dad got a team together and. It, consisted of a couple players from CM, a couple players from Edwardsville, a couple players from Highland, a couple players from Granite City, and and we went down to Lubbock, Texas, and played in a B- AAU-BCI tournament at the time, and, you know, now it's now it's big business. But uh, it was fun because that's, that's probably one of the highlights of me playing. My basketball highlights, I got to play a game in front of Lute Olson and Mike Krzyzewski at, uh, at, at, at Texas Tech, and, you know, I thought, here's my chance. How'd you play? I played okay, but they weren't there to watch me. <laughs> I mean, you know, was, they, you know, it was it was a different level, and and uh, that's where I kind of understood that. But you know, I still wanted to try to play it, you know, the next level. And, and fortunately enough, I got to do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
just playing is is special, you know, yeah. and com- competing more than anything. So now, that was back when select teams were truly select teams, right? Yeah, I think the the year I was a senior, like Irwin Claggett and Scotty Highmark and all those guys that played at SLU, uh, they they were that was one of the first St. Louis Eagles teams, I think, like in wow. the late '80s, you know, when they started, mm-hmm. um, and it, they they were, you know, that was truly the select team. Like if you couldn't make that team, then everything else was secondary. And I, but there were some good players that, that weren't on that team. Like I said, Joe played at Baylor and. Uh, had the Kronk twins from Highland and Smith twins from Granite City and and, and Greg Behrman, Chad Meisenheimer, they went on it with us uh, from CM and yeah, I mean it's 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 changed a lot. There's no doubt. But those high school memories, playing high school basketball and, and junior high basketball and all that stuff, when I really started to fall in love with it, was uh, I can remember everything. It seems like mm-hmm. <laughs> can't remember sometimes what I did a couple days ago. <laughs> I can remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like with your memory. We were talking about just some wins and losses before we started recording, and just your memory. Bro, oh, we won night. You know what year? Throwing out years and wins and losses and things like that's pretty impressive. Um, so CM freshman year, you get some varsity time at that time? Uh, no varsity time, uh, dressed, mm-hmm. uh, started point guard JV and, and dressed and, and, uh, was, that was a privilege back then. You know, it seemed like, you know, do I felt like I could have got on the court and played? Sure. You know, I mean, I, there's no doubt I would have, <laughs> I don't think you... there, cause I competed in practice every day as a starting point guard against, you know, Jeff Whaley and Kevin Acero mm-hmm. and, you know, and Mike Wilson, those guys, and, and they, were, they were good athletes, but I felt like I could, I could play with them. I mean, right. it's no disrespect to them. That's, that was just my mentality and you know that's that's what's you know got me I, I feel like helped me out as a coach as well was Harmon the coach yes yeah Harmon Harmon Harman's a coach and Steve Carey was the assistant my his Your first, his year, first so. year as a JV coach was my freshman year okay it was the first year of the three-point line so it was uh kind of the changing of the game a little bit the game got a little faster speaking of coach Harmon he said you got into a fight with a, a player uh, and, and you took a swing at their their player and you missed and hit the referee is that true you, or you false? were at that game is that true or, yeah. is that true or false <laughs> why why can't you give me something good from coach Harmon <laughs> I guess Harmon and Carrie still playing good cop bad cop <laughs> they're both I, bad guys I just right? I'm just bringing up <laughs> uh yeah that's true yeah I was story goes I was guarding Kevin Cole well and it was a regional championship uh, he was West, a stud too. west middle school yeah kevin was averaging about 30 a game and Harmon put me on him to face guard him said you know if he scores you know over 15 you know i'm gonna whoop your ass <laughs> whatever Harmon used to say and, and i whip your ass Denny. <laughs> you prima donna I, I just did my imitation of lance bristow doing his imitation of mike Harmon. what i just did right, right there right. <laughs> so so i had him held to about eight uh about halfway through the third quarter and he Held on to his shirt and and boxed him out real good and he he uh, he threw me to the stage and pointed in my face and I got up and you know it's 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 not the actions it's the reactions and unfortunately <laughs> uh, you know he the moment you don't always make the right decisions and I, yeah I took a swipe at him he was quick he backed out <laughs> yeah. the way. he stepped in right at the time and uh, I'm sorry Kenny Thaxton after all these years I didn't mean to do that I meant to hit call so, but but uh, since then you know Kevin and I talked and, and Kenny and Mike Devening was on that game too so uh, yeah it was pretty crazy was uh, that your junior year junior year yeah we won- we end up winning the regional. Uh, I beat Alton, and then we had to go play uh, East St. Louis, Lincoln, and Kwanzaa. And as the story grows, like, he threw a punch, hit the referee, they won the game, 
he played the next game, correct? Yeah, it wasn't a rule back then. He <laughs> <laughs> hit a referee. It was, co- it was coach's discretion, and uh, Harmon and Carey <laughs> made me run up top at the CM gym for about an hour and 45 minutes while they pretended to watch the game film, like on a TV stand, you know, with the TV down there in yeah. the VCR. And, and I, you know, I know, they're, you know they probably watched it for about two minutes, and then they sat there and let me run. I, it seems like an hour and 45 minutes yeah. is probably a half hour or whatever. Um, but but they, they ended up. You know, they they made a decision I could play, so. Hell yeah, they did. We respected it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the funny thing is. They probably like, changed that rule, maybe. If that happened situations. if that happened these days, like, it would be all over YouTube. You probably, you know what I'm saying? It probably went viral. I wouldn't play ever again. <laughs> right? Banned for, for, for life, probably, or exactly. something. I can tell you the time Jeff Whaley smashed that kid from Jerseyville in the face with the basketball. He'd have never played. I was He'd on never the bench. school again. Yeah, I was at that. <laughs> yeah. It was like my first year there. Yeah, Harmon didn't let anybody on the bench go out there. We all wanted to. I don't know why, but freshman, I would have got my ass whooped. <laughs> No doubt about it. <laughs> so before we get into your coaching career, super, uh, you guys had a super successful, like you had a su- super sex- successful uh, as a player and you guys end up like your senior year. Didn't you guys win conference or something? Yeah. So, so Harmon and Carrie threw me to the wolves as, as a freshman, I, you know, as a point guard and you know, I had my struggles and had some good stuff, but I think they were trying to see the big picture because we had a good class. My class was a good class. The class ahead of me was a pretty good class. We had some kids behind us that were decent players and uh, we were actually able to win our conference and region first ever conference as juniors, which would have been your senior year with Bristow mm-hmm. and Myers and Earnhardt and those guys. And uh, we, we won, a regional now is that the that the first year cm ever won a conference uh mississippi valley gotcha. I, th- I think they had won the old conference that was before the mississippi valley gotcha. but uh first time they'd ever won a, i think a mississippi valley conference championship and then the next year we went 12 and 0 as a senior and won another regional and and uh you know some good teams in the sectional back then so you want you won back to back your junior and senior year one regionals back to back and conference and conference yeah 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 we had some good teams I had the school record uh, for wins my senior year and then a few years later ties group and frankfurt and those guys won 25 and you know there was some good basketball in the in the late 80s and early 90s Harmon yeah. Harmon was successful winning regionals you know before before i got there they'd won a few and with Doug Carey and Jamie Humphreys and those guys. And, and uh, so I got to see that as a junior high. Of course, yeah. you know, just like anything else, you want to be that. You know, you see it, you want to be it. And uh, worked my tail off and, and was fortunate to have some success. But, you know, I had great teammates too, Matt Falmsby and, and Chad Meisenheimer and Brian Farrell and uh, Greg Beerman. That was our starting five. We had five seniors. Uh, Vaughn, Mark Vaughn came off the bench for us a little bit. Um, Cunningham, East Ham. Oh, yeah, I wish Ty would have been the player he was, you know, a little <laughs> bit too as, skinny. A, as a sophomore, man. It would have been nice to have junior or senior Ty, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, some of those other guys wouldn't have got any clocks. So yeah. he might have started. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was pencil neck Ty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he really did a good job of, of working. And, of course, he hit maturity, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Has he hit it yet? He did, he did it. He did hit it. Uh, so go on to uh, play some college ball. Yeah, I play. I went to Elmhurst uh, College. That's where I went right out of high school. Got up there and got homesick. You know, I feel like if there'd have been somebody up there, it was just from the area. You know, mm-hmm. it, but I just got homesick and and uh, silly silly ass just moved home and you know came back home. But uh, played two years at uh, excuse me. Uh, played two years at. at Swick, you know, it was BAC back then, Belleville Area College, played for Coach Harrington, who's still there coaching, pushing for a 1,000 wins. Um, got a great team this year, by the way. Um, but, yeah, played two years there, and then I played at uh, Webster University. 
Now, did you? When did you know you wanted to go into coaching? Did you know that right? From Probably, the yeah, right from the get go. Right when I got out of high school. I mean, I, I, that's what I wanted to do was go be a teacher and a coach. That, mm-hmm. That's what I started, and uh, that's a whole other story. But uh, yeah, and Harmon let me coach the guys in the summer too. That like you know, my going into my freshman year of college, he's like, I can't go to the game today or something. And you know, it's because it wasn't like contact days you know, yeah they didn't really you know you had open gyms and mm-hmm. played in a few tournament local tournaments and he, he let me take the the group over there and coach them and that was a lot of fun so i i knew early on i wanted to be a coach so i just kind of started really paying attention to the details you know like maybe i didn't pay attention enough to Harmon and carry you know but then <laughs> yeah. start paying attention to coach harrington and um you know, it, it it just became a love of mine, and I, I was fortunate to get a job, you know, coaching job right out of right out of college at Livingston uh, High School of all places, and uh, with Doug Zare, and then and then it turned into an assistant job at CM. Steve came calling, got hired a new coach, and he says, I "Want you to be a, you know, if you are you interested in coaching?" And I said, "Sure." And, you were the head coach at Livingston, correct? No, no, assistant. No? I was assistant coach at, at Livingston High School. Uh, for Doug Zare, who used to be at Gillespie when I was in high school and, and uh, was his assistant for three years. And then Rick Kessner's assistant for three or four years at C at CM and then coached three years with your brother. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the fortunate thing for me is I always wanted to be a head coach, but I kind of give up on the teacher thing about halfway through college. And, you know, I, I, my, all these years of coaching, I had a full-time job and, you know, so it's tough to get a head coaching job and applied for a lot, applied at Marquette a couple of times, applied at Jerseyville, applied to Triad, you know, and, and uh, never got them. And, kind and of it was tougher back then because they were, they were looking for teachers right. to be coaches. Right. It's, it's kind of changed a little bit today. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt. And, and, you know, I didn't get the job, but what I was fortunate is all those guys, Doug Zare and, and Rick Kessner and Ty, they, they gave me the opportunity to, to, to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Let me do like the scouting or the game planning or, or film work or run these drills, you know, and stuff. And, and, you know, it was kind of like, you know, they they were getting me ready and, and, and co-coaching a little bit. And that, that really benefited me, uh, when I got to be a head coach, uh, but, but it's a lot different being an assistant and sitting down and then standing up, you know, I mean, being ahead and just, you value good assistance. There's no That's doubt about that. Absolutely. And, um, so, but those guys help, help prepare me for that. And, you know, it was, and then, so the, the girl's job comes open in Bethalto. They actually tried to get Steve asked if I wanted it the year before. And, uh, we were, we had a pretty good team coming back with Stephen Jones and, and Mike Elliott and those guys uh, their senior year and I was like man I don't know I don't want to know if I want to coach co- you know coach girls I'm still applying for these boys I'm going to be a yeah. boys head coach and uh, didn't you know didn't get them and and then the next year I was like yeah maybe I just need to get some head coaching resume so I you know. Steve's asked me if if I want this, so I was like, I'll take it. Didn't you know? No. I had no clue what I was getting. Now, into. now let's let's be honest. I want you to be honest. Now, what did you think like when you were taking the girls? The girls are like, I'm kind of taking a step down. Or did you? How did you, how did you? Because I've always here's what I always said about you is like most I've never seen someone so passionate about like girls basketball when you when you took it over. Like you'd you'd be at the grocery store, you'd see Denny like a couple aisles over, and you'd run the other way because you knew it was going to be a 45 <laughs> minute talk about CM girls. But I was like, always promoting. I was like, man, if you go back like 
whatever, however many years before he took the job. And somebody started talking to him about girls, but he's like, oh, this is this girl's bad. Don't give, me, don't give me no shit about that. <laughs> but what, what's so great about it is when you took it over and you just became so freaking passionate about it. It what? became, became right. and just like anything you do, you put everything. Yeah, I was, I was passionate as, as an assistant. You know, I went to the junior high games a lot and, and watched the kids coming up and was just kind of, you know, prepping myself for, my opportunity and and of course you know steve told me i had the job and i filled out a resume and had my little program and plan that every coach has this is what i'm going to do and this is what i'm going to institute uh and i thought you just do it for a couple years and then get a boy's job you know i'm not gonna lie that's that was what i was thinking you know Mm -hmm. get some experience here but then uh, when I got it, I, you know, I stuck to my plan. I'm not, not all coaches do, you know, they get the jobs and then, you know, the like, job, ah, back off I, a little bit. I have that much time to, you know, actually get down and run the feeder mm-hmm. program and, and, and do that stuff. And, and, uh, I stuck to it and dove, dove in and understood the game is, is the same. It's just, you know, it's, it's below the rim, you know, it's a little, you know, a little less athletic. I don't want that to be taken the wrong way, but you know, guys play above the rim. They play a little more physical, but, uh, but it's fundamentally, it's the same game. If you can get them mm-hmm. to execute and take care of the basketball and play hard defensively, it's the same game. So it's, it's, it's kind of a little more of a, a pure sense of the game. So I don't want men getting mad at me out there for saying that, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but coaching both, I, you know, I've, I've, it, if you if you coach them the same and coach them to athletes, I know you probably got to do some things different uh, with boys and girls. Uh, but that's maybe something I never did, and who knows? Maybe that's just you know. <laughs> and, and what I want people to really understand here um, is being a, being an ex coach myself, talking to coaches, being in that world for so long. Um, he said something that that really resonates: is coaches get the job. They all have this plan. They get the job. And they don't really execute what they say they're going to do. I mean, things. I mean, you had twin boys at the time, you know. And a I, lot of life I, gets in the way sometimes. But other people get the job, and they're just like, okay, I got the job. Like I, I sold them, I got it. <laughs> right. And then they don't really do the work that needs to be done to develop a program. You know, you can have teams each year, but to develop a program from from the bottom up takes so much time and dedication. You're away from your family. You're away from your friends. I mean, you have to be at every level, just like you are at the varsity level, and that's and that's exactly what this dude did. And the time and dedication it takes is like being a CEO CEO of of, of a major business. It really is. That's the time that it takes. And so anybody that's done it out there, man, hats off to him. And 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 I think Kerry hit it hit it right. Like the town does owe this guy something because he took he took seeing basketball from nothing to to what it is today. The, no- the amount of girls basketball games I attended before Denny took over zero. <laughs> the amount of <laughs> girls basketball my whole life. The amount of time I've attended since then is I can't even count them. Yeah. Let, let's let's bring up this stat real quick, Ross, because I like to brag about my research. Um, so before taking over from 1988 until uh, Denny took over, the girls basketball pro- program was had 206 wins with 223 losses. That's that's about. That's an 18 or 19 year span right there. Say that again. 206 wins, 223 losses. Okay, so first year he takes over, uh, he gets 16 wins, which was tie, which was uh, second in the school history of wins. The second year they win 22 games, which was the most in school history. So he went on to have, and this is it's a very even number here, Ross. <laughs> he went on to have 300 wins with only 120 losses. 
and that's unbelievable. I know you were 16 wins, 22 wins, and then I think a couple losing seasons there, and then they start going back up to 18 wins or something, win a, win a conference or something in between. And then, though, in year in 2011-12 season, from then on, this is how it looks. 24 wins, 31 wins, 26 wins, 22 wins, 31 wins, 28 wins, 29 wins, and then his last year where he was – there for about half the year 14 and two at that point <laughs> pretty good right <laughs> fucking unbelievable <laughs> it's like you at beardstown <laughs> shit <laughs> so flip-flopped so uh, while, while we're continuing on uh giving uh uh a coach uh some foot robes here's uh one of i one of the arguably one of the best players in in uh cm girls uh katie broadway so this is she's most talented. Yeah, went on most to play, talented. went on to play D one and coach D one D two. She played at ISU. She coached sixth grade for us for a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> of course That's she did. <laughs> then he probably made him sign some sort of contract. <laughs> so she said, uh, and and she went on. She's been very successful in yeah. her whole like not talking sports but business wise. No. So she said, playing for Coach Denny was one of the best things to happen to me in my game, as well as in life. He pushed me well past my mental and athletic abilities, taught me to see the game from a coach's point of view, and challenged me to get out of my comfort zone, which I probably fought him on 99% of the time. He made me a better basketball player. He wanted me to succeed more than I did, and that's pretty effing special. Uh, you don't get that kind of passion and love from most coaches, and we got that from Denny. We were really lucky, but also probably too young and stupid to realize at the time. Was he tough? Yeah. But name a great coach in history that hasn't ridden a player's ass when they weren't performing to their capabilities. He cared. It was always out of respect, and he drove us to become better basketball players and teammates. Now being almost 15 years removed from high school, I realize just how much he did for me, players who came after me, and for the entire CM program to what it would be today. In my opinion, he's the heart and soul of Bethalto basketball, and it would be hard to change my mind on that. <laughs> Pretty great accolade yeah. from, a, from a, a, great, a very successful person when to be very successful after Damn it, Katie. Get those Kleenexes, man. No, it's uh, and and that's the thing. You guys talking about you know my record. It's really not my record. It's it's our record, and that's the way I always wanted it to be because it wasn't just me doing things. Sure, I put a ton of time in, and and more than most. And uh, uh, but but you know we had my first couple years. I had great kids. I you know mm-hmm. I mean I had I had three three division one athletes on that team katie played basketball casey harkey was a d1 player at siue soccer and and mal ran the uh did the uh what is it heptathlon or whatever for women deck whatever that is in track we don't at slu yeah Mm -hmm. uh you know and and it was just uh you know kaylee jones and kaylee kayla eddie and i mean it was just good kids uh that that put a lot of work in and, and helped change it you know those kids those kids early on are the pioneers you talked about the two losing seasons you know those kids worked harder than anybody you know i mean i you know i'd love coaching that group it, we just were on the bat you know like that record could have been flipped real easy with a break or two but uh you know we competed every night and you know you know as a coach sometimes the you know yeah you should celebrate a 31 win season or 28 win season and i did but but i think about some of those losing seasons and how they improved and by the time they were seniors they they started the winning record streak yeah. you know and and won 17 or 18 games and uh cassie endicott and and De- deidre murley and taylor lish and 
and um, Channing Powell and, and Haley Forsythe and, and just, just kids that, you know, you don't think of, uh, you know, when you think about all the good players and the, and the good runs in the last, you know, 12 years, whatever it's been, uh, 13, it's been a while, <laughs> uh, which is, I'm glad the program's still doing that. But, you know, those, those groups, uh, Taylor Bedar, you know, she was the only senior. Now she's actually coaching in the program. And uh, I think that's kind of what I look at is how these kids are doing after yeah. You know, I mean, everybody talks about in season and coaching and, and, you know, and the, and the rigors of going through and the grind of going through a basketball season. But I really, I'm, I'm more impressed with, with what they're doing after life. You know, I mean, there's kids that are, you know, doctors and lawyers and Kim Bartosiak's a doctor and, and just, you know, and, 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 you know, dental dentist and, and just, just great professions and, and very successful. And, and that's where, that's where I'm most proud. I mean, I, that's probably the, 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 the part of it that, a lot of people don't see, but all, all the kids that come back and I talk to and, and they're doing great. I mean, it's just like, Hey, you know, hopefully I help help you do one thing to get there. And, and, um, you know, Katie, Katie was, it's not arguably, she was the most talented kid that, that came through while I was there. Um, obviously, you know, Allie Treckler, I always tease Katie and Allie. I'm like, I, you know, Katie's probably the best. Ali's the greatest, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just different, you know, I, I so wish players like Harkey and, and, and Broadway and Jones and, and, uh, Duggar and, and, and Eddie and those, and those kids, I wish they would have been able to, and, and Murley and, and the kids that I named, I wish they could have experienced the run that we, you know, the runs that we've made since then, uh, just because, you know, that they help build that, yeah. you know, and I, that, that's what, that's what goes unseen. Not, not only that, not the kids, but the coaches at the lower levels, you know, sure. I put a lot of time in with junior Eagles those first few years, maybe sacrificed from the team a little bit uh, more than I should have, but I knew that the big picture is those kids were going to be, you know, once they got in, they were going to be rolling and, 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 and sure enough, you know, I was fortunate to have Allie Treckler and those kids run through and they were the kids that started it when they're in third grade and, and uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Tom Lane and I did a lot of work to get that program going on the girls and boys side. Um, I had to back away a little bit and do like an athletic director job, but it's been uh, taken care of. And, and Andy Drace doing it now, who's a former player as well. So, uh, you know, the, the girls run was and is impressive, but, but, you know, it's coaches, it's players, it's administration, it's parents. I mean, everybody's got to be doing something to, to make that work. You know, so well, I, I think what you did, you got them all to believe in your system. And like what you said and 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 Coach Carey said is you told him where we're gonna win is starting with the third and fourth and fifth graders. And Ross and I have talked about this a million times, is how you just implemented your program all the way down to th- like you didn't just worry about the high school, you started building that that yeah. feeder system. And so so can you tell us a little bit, how did you do that? How did you get the coaches down there on your system? How did you get even players down there? Because the way you do things, it's hard, man. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, not, it's not easy. And, and that's that was my biggest fight, and a lot of them were against some of my good friends that I went to school with that were maybe coaching their young teams. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, get out of that 2-3. Nobody can shoot it from 15 feet out when they're mm-hmm. in third grade. They should be playing on a lower rim. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, really? <laughs> but – you know, I was like, we're going to play man-to-man. Like, as soon as they come across half court, we're playing man-to-man. And when they let you press, go press man-to-man. And, and that's what we're going to do. And, oh, man, we just can't guard. It don't matter. Nobody's counting third-grade wins, you know, and fourth-grade wins. So once I got that established to where we were playing man-to-man 
at, at the lower levels all the time. It, it just it made everything easier for every coach as they moved up because they understand what we're doing, what's expected of you, and uh, you know, hang your hat on defense because you might not have a great shooting team or you may not have a you know you may have a team that just makes free throws and layups, and we talk about that. Throws and layups, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, getting them to buy in was my biggest challenge once they bought in it just you know it became a well-oiled machine and and once again the junior high coaches you know joe sears was down there so long doing stuff not only during the sixth grade season but he coached them he'd have open gyms for junior high kids and, and coach junior high kids that wanted to play and didn't want to play on select teams for, for the next nine months yeah and, and you know that's that's how you keep a program going and and when the good class when the good class graduates, you've got another class wanting to be the good class. And, and you know, if you can get every class being decent. And, <laughs> well, and you had a little slogan that said, yeah, that's going awesome. with that, it said, you know, a tradition never graduates. And I think yeah, that's, that, that's a lot of schools use that, but that's true. Yeah, I, when I saw it, I'm like, that's. A lot of, a lot of schools use it. <laughs> but not every school lives it. <laughs> we were living it. We, we still, they still live it. Still live they it. still live it. And, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that's when you can when you can get slogans and, and take, you know, take accountability and, and live, like you say, you know, have it or live it and you start living it. That's, you know, things, are, things are going to happen. Uh, you know, improvement and growth don't happen in your comfort zone. And I think that was the big thing that uh, we were able to get established at a young age and, and uh, get out of that comfort zone and get better. And, and you know, when it's hard, don't lay down. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's pretty impressive to sit back and look and, and like I, it's, it's, I'm proud of it and I'll always be proud of it uh, because of course I had a big part in, in helping that, but it, it wasn't without all the great assistance and, and, you know, at every level yeah i mean you got to get a community to, to build a program like that you know you got to have a guy at the top who believes in something gets everybody else to believe in something and the community has to rally around it because i mean it's from the parents taking them and getting them to all the practices to all the tournaments to all the the, the training outside i mean people got to buy in and and then they gotta they gotta do their part as well but it starts up there with you know somebody giving them that that dream that idea to believe in yeah, yeah, and that, and that was my dream when I got to, you know yeah. was able to get that job. But you know, a lot of things went in, into it before that. I coached boys basketball for nine years. You know, got got to coach you and and uh, a lot of good players. You know, some of the best that have gone through CM. You know, got and, and some you know arguably one of the best teams. I uh, got to be an assistant on those on those teams and learned learned it at, at every level along the way and just took a little bit from everything and, and kind of implemented it in the program and wanted to put my twist on it and, and, you know, give everybody, you know, that competitive edge, that blue collar, we're going to pack our lunch and we're coming and, and, uh, you know, you may be better, but we're going to outwork you and, and, you know, talent doesn't always win out, you know, hard work beats talent. It's how we live. Ain't it? it's how we packing our lunch and we going to work. <laughs> yeah. We sure are. And if you play a CM team now, those, those kids grew up in that, you yeah. know, and that's what they, that's what they do. I mean, you know, you know, it's, I mean, the kids, I'm so proud of the kids that went to state last year because, you know, the, the bulk of those, you know, those freshmen and, and or those juniors and seniors were kids that were my freshmen, sophomores, you know, uh, before I left. And, you know, they'd, they'd been through it. And, and I knew they were going to be special. How special? You know, it just and, and depends you also, on that magic ride. Yep. Well, and you'd also, like, you made, like, the CM girls, like, 
like young the young girls want to be them. So like you'd bring the third, fourth, fifth graders yeah. to their games, and they would treat like the Alley Trecklers and them like they were WNBA players, yeah. getting pictures with them at the end of the you know. And so it just made those young kids like I can't wait to get older and play the CM basketball. I can't wait like, to be part of this. And they saw how many because there were so many fans at the games and things like that. Yeah. It's just like, that culture change. Yeah, going going to the games and seeing all those little girls. Yes, there, down around the front row, and like <laughs> hey Alley Alley, just whoever. <laughs> Portland, Anna Hall, like they wanted their picture, almost like it was like autograph sessions and things like that. And you guys may not have came to these, but but you know, towards you know, last four or five years, we started having those CMS girls basketball extravaganzas, mm-hmm. like you know, like a purple gold game. Well, now we're bringing in the whole program, you know, in seventh and eighth grades in season, we got them games scheduled, you know, on the high school floor, and and third grade played, and fourth grade played, and fifth grade played, and you know, and then you know, freshman or JV would play, and then and we'd have our purple gold, and we have an alumni game, and and I think those. Like we did that for community service, you know, we wanted to, you know, food drive or, or things. It was early, you know, before Thanksgiving. So that was one of our community service things. But what a better way to get people, you know, just excited and, and you know, and, and young, young and old and just coming back and just making them feel like they were part of something. And and that was one of my things on the outline. You know, don't just don't just coach basketball, you know, for three or four months during the season, you know, like make it a family. And, uh, you know, that's. I wish I still had that. I'd probably need that if I have to apply for another job. <laughs> I got it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and here's here's a quote from someone who uh, coached with you. It says, his passion sometimes can be consuming, and sometimes people on the outside looking in just see the fire he coaches with and make assumptions about what kind of coach he is. What the people on the outside looking in don't always see is how much he really true cares about the kids that he coaches, the time and commitment he has to his program and his players on and off the court. He is hard on them, there is no doubt or argument about that, but how he builds kids back up after the fact. They don't always see the relationships he builds, the life lessons he is teaching them. He goes to graduations. He attends weddings. He will go watch players playing other sports, make sure they're succeeding in school, write letters of uh, recommendation, watch former players play in college, etc. It's hard for a high school kid to always see things in that light that a coach being hard on them is just not making them a stronger player but a stronger person to be able to handle adversity in real-life situations. Yeah, that's uh, I, I don't know who said that. I, People I, need to write this shit about me, Ross. I, 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 I was, <laughs> you reach out and try to see if we get some quotes like this. That's that's I don't think you want me reading those. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's that's humbling, you know, that's humbling, and and I, I'm glad, you know, there's I had a handful of assistants, you know, I mean, there for a while, I felt like I had a new, a new assistant every year, you know, mm-hmm. at, at, on the staff. Well, I know you expected the same time out of them as you were putting in. <laughs> Yeah, a little man, bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean that's part of the family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and if everybody's doing their role, then we're taking care of business. But I was lucky, you know, when I first came in, uh, Mike Eddy had been, you know, kind of the interim coach uh, a little bit, and and you know he'd been around. He was a freshman coach when I when I played. Uh, I didn't get to play for him, but like my senior year, he was a freshman coach. Uh, and then I had Karen Brandon, you know, as as an assistant, the state champion, uh, state, state yeah. champion. Shout out know, Karen Brandon, a Lori Blade prodigy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just try to get pick, you know, pick her brain. And what do they do that's successful? And, you know, I had those kids, those people the first couple of years, and it really helped because, you know, Karen was working with the freshmen, you know, that were going to be, you know, they were freshman-only kids and or, you know, or maybe freshman JV, and she was working with them, preparing them, you and know, you had run, a state, running great you had practices. A, state, a former state champion doing that. No doubt. You know? Yeah, no doubt. And try to get, you know, coaches like that, uh, you know, down at the junior high level. You know, like I talked about Joe and I talked about – 
uh, Gary Bruning was down there, who was coach, you know, when I played, and and uh, Jesse Tonzer and and Durbin and Oaks. I mean, they just were into what you know they did with the program, you know, what we, what we expect to be done. And uh, Lee Green coached with me for a couple of years and started to change a little bit. You know, he brought some great things from the college game. You know, he'd been coaching at SIUE Women's. Uh, Julianne Green obviously was an unbelievable assistant. And she was a stud basketball player in her own all, right. Played in the state champion, all stater. I, I didn't um, know this about her until years later. And like, say she would scrimmage with you guys a little yeah. bit, and she'd be like the best player on the court. Oh uh, yeah, she always used to tell the girls, <laughs> "You got to earn your way on the court." <laughs> she'd have Amber Shelton and Broadway and and Trekler uh-huh. and all those good players, and uh, your wife, uh, Lot, uh, Dawn Dawn B- Bunnell Bunnell yeah. Bunnell from Bunker Hill was a real nice player when I when I first my first she claims year. have scored fifty points in a game. Uh, <laughs> Is that true? I, I think it grows a little bit after a few. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Julie, I mean, you could see. I mean, I, you know, I always tease her. I said, just, you know, I think you you had perfect timing because I, I don't know what the record it was something crazy like two twenty three and fifty or fifty five in her nine years, <laughs> <What> you- <laughs> and she's like, you know, there's a reason for that, you know, I'm state, you know, and stuff. But but she, you know, she grew as a coach and and she's doing a she's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, uh, she helps out at Edwardsville High School, or she's the. Uh, associate head coach or assistant head coach like she doesn't even coach jv like she's just, she's like, just yeah she's like the, you know she's, yeah. she's donna farley you know and you know so, i mean she just you know the the brains behind the system and, and of course she helps me with the hawks um you know which i'm sure we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit but her time at cm she really did a great job with the alley trecklers and the anna halls the kids that were undersized post players and just made them all i mean they of course they had to put the work in too but her help helped develop those kids into true all-staters because they're i mean they're five ten five eleven kids going against six two kids and just mm-hmm. working them over you yeah know? so uh, and and made a you know a lot of other kids that you know our role kids that were just bangers uh, you know Addie Ballard Megan you know Megan Trost was a player of the year and um you know it, it, there was just a lot of kids that got better because of her her work with the post players and and she she grew with the program and when Steve when she started Steve said man does she talk much and I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I said I'm gonna get her more involved you know and by year three or four I mean she's she's you know chirping from the bench and mm-hmm. you know giving ideas and and she was a big part of of the run too so uh got to definitely give her props um you know what what i always saw at your program is like playing there was was extremely hard playing for you playing for like your practices were hard you'd send it on to pride which was hard it was just everything was hard and you know you didn't you wouldn't have a like by the end of like say the, the those kids is four years where you wouldn't have a lot of them you wouldn't have a lot of of quantity, but it was always the quality kids that you ended up with who bought into your system. And, and I think you started that with a third, fourth, fifth grade. Like it's going to be hard work. You just know that going into it. It ain't it, for everyone. Right. No. And I think you fall in love with it, you know, in those third, fourth and fifth grade years. And then by the time they get to six, you know, who really wants to do it. You know, if so if you're in love with it, you're ready to you put that work in and then numbers dwindle too. Uh, but you know, I, my goal is always to get, you know, eight to 10 freshmen out every year. And, and, you know, it might only be half of them at the end, but you know, you, you want those kids that put that time in, in junior Eagles and, and, and junior high to play as a freshman and find out, yeah. is it what you want to do? Cause it may be, it may not be, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's the price, you know, that's the price. And, and those who stayed became champions, you know? So, uh, you know, and, and when we talked about earlier when taking the job, uh, you know, I had twin boys that were one, my daughter was five, you know, Cameron and Caleb were one and Caitlin was five. And I put a lot of time in with that program and miss 
some of their stuff and that that that's probably my only regret Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like if i could go back and do anything i would not have missed them playing a game now sometimes it it didn't help you know like we're playing in a super sectional in in rochester and caleb's got a regional game in in bethalto or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean i I can't make that but uh it, it just really you know that that's something that eats at me a little bit because i did give up a lot of time with and and you know carrie I, you know, the ultimate basketball wife made the sacrifice of, of allowing me to be gone all the time to, to chase that passion. And, uh, what, what my kids, you know, gave up for me to do what I love. You know, I, I, I do regret that a little bit because less time at home just, you know, puts a strain on the family. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I know, I know my, my, my daughter, you know, there was times where she'd be here in the summer and she's here for a couple of weeks. And, you know, one of the weeks we're traveling around playing basketball, <laughs> she's, she's drawn on the board. And, and, you know, I mean, that, that probably eats at him a little bit, but, you know, I, I think some of the me- best memories we made was, you know, including my family in that too, and taking trips and stuff. So, uh, but, you know, C- Carrie and Caitlin, Cameron and, and, uh, Caleb, I love you guys, and and I'd I'd go back and see your games and and not miss your stuff if I could do it. And that's that's coming from the heart, um, but you know there's a sacrifice for that too. Well, you know well, here, what I mean, and that the sacrifice winning winning's winning's a curse. You know what I mean? And trying yeah. to win, it's not even winning. It's it's the preparation and and the and what you do uh, to win. It, you know, it, it sometimes can be can be a, a little bit of a curse and and. You know, you you got to sacrifice something, and unfortunately, sometimes it's family, and and uh, that's I, I wish I could just I wish I could change that somehow. Yeah. Well, it, here's here's an example of how bad you wanted to see your uh, boys' games. You were t- true or false. You were once at uh, Cameron's game, and the ref kicked you out, but you didn't <laughs> actually. This actually happened twice. You actually didn't leave. One time, you just changed your shirt <laughs> and stayed. Are, are you confusing <laughs> me with Steve Holly? No, no. <laughs> okay. This, this came straight from your son. He, oh, he, my God. He, said, Come on, he said he said he got kicked out, but you didn't leave. You just changed your hood <laughs> and stayed. I, I came from work, and I had one of my you know township <laughs> things on. Got kicked out, and then just put a CM thing on. The parking lot came back. Yeah, I, yeah. I, again, you know, I got so so worked up and passionate about hey, I get to see my kid play today, and I go on to you know yell something. And get out, which, not very smart. I, I don't. I don't ever well, claim cha- to do smart things. Changing hoodies was very smart <laughs> you know but it, in talking about your kids i mean dude i i i think we ross and will agree with me is you've raised some great some great kids and i don't know your daughter that well but we both know cameron and caleb and some of the best boys ever i mean talk ever. about like <laughs> can't say enough about those two I, there was one and we like them so much i remember there was one week where uh where cameron did work for me work for you and work for Ty. <laughs> like did, like we each had paid him to do like help us with something. Do you remember that? Yep. Hustler. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I got I got the coach. I was lucky enough to coach one and and lucky enough to have the other one work for me at the brick house. Yeah, now, both now phenomenal. Did, now how they finish in school like did, did they both finish first or was it was it Cameron that finished first in his Yeah, his they grade? were all great. They're all three great students and way smarter than I ever even thought about being you know I, I had a good memory so I could get through school on the, on the photographic memory type stuff and just memorize short term and and uh man they were just they, they would read something twice as fast as me and comprehend more you know all mm-hmm. three of them so you know that's that's their mothers reading to them when they're a little age once again you know I, I can't take credit for for raising them I I can I can take credit for help raising them but but uh you know they were 
their mothers were were great and and Carrie did an unbelievable job like I said at home you know when I was gone to help help make him like that uh hopefully I helped make him a little bit competitive and and you know driven to succeed and and I and all of them are doing great but Cameron was valedictorian he uh he had never had a B in high school, uh, 35 on his ACT, 1520 on his SAT. He was, he was a, he's an astronaut. So, <laughs> and, and if he's an astronaut, Caleb's, you know, he is too, because I mean, Caleb had a 32, only took it one time, you yeah. know, he had a 1480 or, yeah. you know, I mean, just, and just finished 19th in his class. Maybe he had a couple B's or a B or something like that. And, and just, I mean, just workhorses, they both. Caleb got out of he got his bachelor's degree in two and a half years, five <laughs> semesters. He went he went to National Guard, you know. Right. Of course, you know the basic training and the AIT, and then and then of course he 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 gets out and he starts CMO in, in second semester, and then he transfers you know to to Murray State, and literally five semesters he's done with it. Now that that's a, a tribute to CM and all their yeah. weighted classes they got and college uh, credits, but and then and then Cameron gets out of it. They told him at S and T when we sat there it's going to take you five years, and he, he did it three and a half so i you know now now he he did have some c's which you know what i mean but he like he told me c's get degrees <laughs> nobody's gonna get i think i about. used to use that line too but it's much differently <laughs> but they're both doing a uh, you know caleb lives in springfield missouri bought a house five acres proud of him he's married now uh he just got married in may and his wife works at the zoo cassie and he, and he was a, he was in construction management and working down there and then he got a he got a great offer at the zoo so now he's working at the zoo too. Oh, wow so nice. I, you know and i said you must really love that girl man. <laughs> <laughs> go, go work with her too he's like we won't see each other but he's doing some construction stuff at the zoo so it's uh, it's pretty neat um, pretty neat and then cameron is uh Cameron is working. He's a computer engineer, and he's just now getting to where he can work, not even working for a year, and he's working from home all the time. And he went to Rollo. Yeah, right? he had to move his car before I came here. I'm in the garage, <laughs> and he's downstairs working. Or, you know, so it's, yeah, he went to Rollo in uh, Missouri S&T, so he's, he's doing phenomenal. My daughter's in, in – uh, Caitlin lives in Atlanta, and she's, uh, she's in the fitness business. She, she, I know this, she works for Orange Theory. Uh-huh. She's a coach and, and uh, assistant manager there, and, and uh, she loves – she loves that uh probably picking your brain every once in a while <laughs> right. like hey send me something you know right. or, you know and caleb's actually into that too he wants to maybe get into like start yeah a gym he, had, he, had, he had talked to me before yeah. about buying like a little garage mm-hmm. and getting going so yeah they're, they're just they, they all were very successful got out of college you know very, fairly quick made it easy on me financially <laughs> and uh you know they they were they're they're unbelievable kids i'm and that's that's what i'm most proud of i, I am really most proud of all three of my kids yeah. as much as much success as i've had you know player coach whatever is at basketball and and it my, my pride is 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 my kids like i i worked with caleb and cameron and like not only they're just smart kids they're just so respectful and just you know you get like like we get done with the workout session that's how i judge kids a lot you get done with the workout session and there's kids who just immediately start putting weights away there's kids you have to tell to put weights away and then there's kids who ha- you have to actually say their name like three times to get them put away. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And those boys, they put their weights away, and then they put other start putting other kids away weights away. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just that's that's just how you can tell they're going to be in in life. And here's a funny story about Cameron. Every once in a while, I'd pay him to give me rides places. So one time, <laughs> one time I said, "Hey, I, I need a ride." All right, what, what time? I said, "I couldn't get me at this time." Bobo he comes and picks me up. And so, he, long story, I'm not going to get into the story why I had to go, but I had to go to the emergency room, okay? So, Cameron, he takes me 
to, like we're driving. I'm like, hey, take it right here, take it left here. But we turn, pull in the emergency room. I have a, <laughs> I have a bag with me. He's like, I give him money. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. See you later. Doesn't ask me any questions. <laughs> he doesn't ask me nothing. <laughs> and then later, I get a text from Carrie. Hey, Cameron said he dropped you off at the emergency room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought that was great. He didn't ask any questions. Ross. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but a lot of people don't know you finished first in your class as well. Nah, not first. First, second? I was, I was, yeah, third. Technically, there was two valedictorians, and I was salutatorian. Gotcha. Yeah, I got a B in typing. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's what cost That's what cost me. Oh. But, uh, you know, I got an A one quarter and a B, you know, second quarter and took the final and blew the final. It's got a B. Yeah. Oh, man. So never thought it would be my only B, but it ended up being my only B. But I had a lot of 89.5s and 90s, you know. I mean, a lot of, a lot of classes. <laughs> I, had to, I had to work in class, uh, but but it helped. The, the Like I said, the memorization stuff helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. so let's scoot back a little bit and touch on uh, – on your departure from CM just a little bit, um, you know, it happened in the middle of the season. Um, what, what would you say ab- ab- about that? I guess, um, before we move on to what you're doing now, uh, you know, I mean, that situation, there was mistakes made by everybody involved, including me, you know, I mean, I'd love to go back and take back a couple things that were said. And, uh, but I, I think that there was, a, there was a big overreaction for the time of the season, uh, and, and I'm not sure it was handled the best by everybody, you know, and, and, but I don't have anything negative to say because at, at the point of departure, I was, I was ready to resign because, you know, I mean, I, I, Steve Carey had told me a long time ago, he said, Hey, just go out on your own terms. And, you know, if you don't have support, you know, you can have not support from players or family, uh, but you got your administration support, you know, or if you got support from players and family and parents, you know, but you don't have administration support. He goes, a lot of times that can work, but he goes, when you don't have support, maybe all the way around, you know what I mean? And, and there's some players that are unhappy and, and parents, some parents that are unhappy. And, uh, you know, I just feel like it could have been handled better with the timing of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there could have been, there could have been a solution that wasn't so dramatic and, uh, you know, it, it was unfortunate. It was like it's just like a nasty divorce. Yeah, I mean that's how I can I can you know. But you know uh, you know I think a lot of people sometimes maybe that's what they think about uh, if they think about the time I was coaching there. But I mean I I feel like I feel like the couple negative things that that happened there at the end maybe overshadowed the thousand good things and that, and that's that's the unfortunate part about it and yeah. that's why well, I, I, I would have gladly walked away after the season. I wish I could have finished that season because that that team was. Uh, arguably the best team I had in, in my 13 years and, you know, Cortland Tyus and Anna Hall and, and Standifer and, you know, Zupan was, you know, a role player starting sometime, uh, Niemeyer, uh, Wolfel. I mean, just, just a great, uh, great group booze and Sontag and, and all those kids that, you know, unfortunately got hurt, uh, you know, a lot of bad breaks when it was really, really rolling, um, uh, that cost us maybe a couple opportunities, but, you know, I, I just wish I could have got a chance because that, that group, I feel like, you know, I know there's a lot of t- turmoil with the situation that happened, uh, but I'm not so sure everybody thought that was going to be the solution, you know, and uh, and that that's where I think it, some people maybe, you know, parent-wise may have made some mistakes or player, you know, player-wise. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like it, it could have been handled all the way around. Overall, it sounds like time is healed. And it sounds like, I mean, you really do just – you have – a good things 
a great experience at CM and good things to still say about it. Uh, it's not like I it's, mean, it's uh, not going to lie. It, 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 it took a piece of my heart. You know what I mean? It, it was tough. You know, that's where I, that's where I, I built it. I helped build it or build it and, and do what we did. And, and I just, that was one job that I could have seen myself riding off into the sunset in and, and yeah. you know, and just walking away when it was time to walk away and I was too old and ready to give it to somebody else. Um, you know, so, so that's why it's, you know, I, I coached there for 20 years, boys and girls, you know, and so it was, it was a little, it was a little tough and, and, uh, not going to say I'm not better because there is a part of me that is, but, but the big picture of it is, Hey, you know, that program is, those kids are still doing their job. The parents are still yeah. doing their job. The coaches are still doing their job and they're, and they're, 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 they're allowing me to see it from the outside, you know, of, of what I help establish. And, and that's, that, that's what I always go back to. You know, I mean, it, you know, I went there, I played there, you know, I mean, I coached there for 20 years. It, I mean, it, it, it it's kind of who I am mm -hmm. and, um, it's just, it, it's just unfortunate, you know, that the, the way things ended, but I, you know, I have nothing to great say, nothing but great things to say about everything there, uh, the program, I mean, and, and who helped get it there, you yeah. know, and who, who's helping maintain it. So it's, uh, I'm proud of it. The only thing I think you said there that wasn't true is I don't think it overshadows it at all. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it overshadows. Dude, I don't think anybody, I, you know, in, in 10 years, or no one's going to remember, you know what I'm saying, that there was, a, like you said, a nasty divorce. They're going to remember what you did, the lives that you touched, the program that you built. Do you know what I'm saying? It, oh, no. Not over, I, and I understand. You, that's probably like, going back like to Like you my... said, you, you almost consider it a law. Like you said, you remember the losses, but not yeah. the wins. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. You, that's, that's how you that's, remember That's it. probably my, you know, yes. my, I don't, you know, Competitiveness, whatever, even Achilles' heel or whatever you yeah. want to call it. That, that yeah, I do uh, hate to lose more than I like to win, and, and maybe I am thinking more about you know how it went, how it went down as opposed to what happened. But it, it's getting better. Yeah. It's getting better. I you know it, it time does heal all wounds. I think just think this one still is going to take a little while. And and, and, and I think looking <laughs> back, I think looking back, and maybe you're not quite there. You're going to look. It was probably the best thing that happened for you to leave there. And now you know what I'm saying how you how you've grown, which we're gonna we're gonna touch on. Yeah. Um, it wasn't long after that you had a, an accident. Yeah, it was like a month later. Yeah, not a couple months. Man. Yeah, like literally almost five weeks later to the day I resigned. And um, yeah, it was 2020, man. You know, people talk about the COVID, it ain't and, the COVID. and the shutdowns, and yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah, I it, it, 2020 was really bad for me. Yeah, me and JD yeah. had had breakfast together that that morning. You did really, and then I get a call later on that night, and I'm like. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. It was it was a, it was a rough run, man. I'm just, I, but but I learned some things in that that battle, and and uh, you know that that are helping me now. And, and if I wouldn't have been who I was as a player and how I coached with that chip and and that edge and that competitive, I'm gonna I'm gonna overcome no matter what. I, I wouldn't have made it through I, what what happened either. I, yeah. I, I I really had to almost live by my own. <laughs> quotes yeah, you know a little bit right. yeah, so I, I remember going over to see you in the hospital and you like you were you were mostly just talking about like what you're gonna do with the hawks like that's all you said and you not might not even remember seeing me i mean you're pretty you know pretty out of it you know what's crazy is i i didn't and you know once we got home about three weeks you know three and a half weeks later you know the first time before i had to go back again i, I was like who gave me this shirt <laughs> i brought him a rocky uh, balboa uh, shirt. Yeah, oh, no. I, said, I said who, who todd did don't you remember him coming nah, i don't remember that one so it's yeah they had a pretty good cocktail going for me yeah but i just i remember you laying you know in, in intensive care unit and like 
talking about like the, the Hawks program, like what you were going to do and try to find, like just build, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you just, you know, it, you know, you'd left CM and then you had the accident and then it's like, but you're still in there just talking about like what, what you're going to do in, in the future, which was just, and like, you don't remember it, but still dude, that was your, your unconscious thoughts just coming out. And, and then, you Making, know, once I, you know, once everything was final and I got home and, and you know, that was, that was kind of my big thing. I, I didn't want to lay there in the chair cause I couldn't really do a whole lot. Carrie mm-hmm. had to administer, minister, you know, uh, you know, drugs and, and stuff into my port that was in my shoulder. Uh, but my big thing was when can I get up? When can yeah. I do something? You know, when can I walk? When can I, you know, when we get this thing out, what am I going to be able to do? And, and I just tried to focus on the positive as much as I could, uh, which was hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I remember, I, I remember being in the high school and this is how much I love that team. And, and I think some, maybe some of the kids didn't realize, you know, at the time, but mm-hmm. hopefully they do now, but how much I love that team. I mean, I got to, I sat there and watched, watched, you know, their run, you know, watched yeah. everything, you know, in, in their postseason and towards the end of the season. And I tried to watch as many games as I could because I did love that team. I'm, a, you know, I'm sorry for what happened. Yeah. Never got to tell them that, which was, you know, until I'm laying in a hospital and they yeah. all come see me. So, yeah. uh, it just, just bad how that went down. And but, but the the, the accident uh, changed changed who I am because you know now I'm on a different path and mm-hmm. a different journey. And maybe it's a journey I should have taken 20, 25 well, years that's, ago. That's you that's, know, it's we'll we'll get to where you got where you are now. But I, sometimes you know, like sometimes you you need you, sometimes you know you need to make a change and and you just you're hesitant to do it. And God has God says you know what. You're gonna do it, and and somehow forces you, maybe in in the worst possible way this time. But you know what I'm saying. And now you've moved on. Uh, now we're we're at Swick. So you want to talk about that? You went there and became a head. Assistant oh, let's coach? talk. I yeah, let's talk about Hawks first. Did, did you that's... take Did you take any time off? Because um, the accident happened in, in what month? It happened in February. 5th. In February. Yeah, so then Hawks really starts getting going here in a few months after that. Correct. So, so besides recovery, did you take any? Did you step back and say I'm going to take some time off? Or once that hawk season got going, like that spring summer, did you did were you back fully in? Well, th- that's that's a story with you know with the shutdown and stuff. So after I went back to the hospital mm-hmm. and they had to amputate that's the right. hand, yeah. you know, and I had another ten day stay in there. Uh, because when you we had tryouts, we had tryouts while that was going on. Julianne and Lee and actually uh, Coach Arbuthnot uh, was helping out, helping out with the tryouts, and it was over at Father McGivney and and uh, this is for the Hawks. The, yeah, well, well, it's you know I'm in you know second early March, mm-hmm. I guess is is when we were doing it, and uh, you know we got the teams. They said it was a great tryout, you know this and that and this and that, and then everything shut down. That's right. Yeah, and we couldn't. It was happening in Missouri. You know, you could, you could, you know, the Missouri teams were still rolling, but mm-hmm. the the deal was practice. Like there was nowhere to practice. Sportsplex shut down, schools shut down. You know, everything is shut down. And I had probably about seven or eight kids leave and go to, you know, a couple of programs over there because they're playing. They're like, hey, our kids got to, you know, play some. You know, they want to play, and we don't know when it's going to open up. And I, you know, I I said okay, and then it it just it's weird how things work. You know, I mean, what got me back? I I was probably at the point where I didn't know if I was going to coach again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's kind of where my mentality was, and you know, I'm going to beat this and get back to doing whatever it is I you know whatever it is out there for me to do. And and it was probably three months after after the. Yeah, it was probably maybe mid-May, maybe almost four months, late May, June. Uh, Allie Treckler and and uh, and Cortland Tyus called me up and said, "Hey, can you train us over at Allie's driveway?" 
you know, and I was still still recovering. Carrie's like, don't go overwork yourself. So I just went over and sat in a lawn chair and I trained him from a lawn chair. And then like <laughs> I'd love to have some video recording. The second, the second one. Well they, they couldn't get anything done either. And they were, you know, getting ready, you know, go yeah. Cortland's going to college as freshman, you know, Alley season's probably gonna, you know, get going and they haven't they they've been shut down too. And and uh you know that that turned in to Aubrey Wallace and Durbin and then, you know, some other kids. And, and then out of that probably sprung a couple dozen kids that I trained in this area still, you know, whether it's in Brighton or, or Alton or wherever it is, I, I had all kinds of places. Once places start opening up a little bit to, to work out and, um, you know, the, then the Hawks program actually grew. We started up in, in late July, so everything else was winding down. The normal season's winding down, but everything's shut down. So I, I just took off and ran with it. And, you know, I, I thought that, you know, I kind of saw that it was going to be uh, postponed and stuff. I said, this is where I need to go with it. Well, those kids that had left had now come back because we're playing and working out. And the, the program got better at, at, during COVID because we played all the way till January, you know, until, you know, February till that, the high school season started and got some big time players that, that uh, came back and, uh, it, it, it just got, you know, like, like you guys know, if you, if you did stuff during COVID and you worked and you hustled, you know, you, you made money and it improved. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know you were shut down, you know, that, that's, but that that's was, what we say. That was the frustrating part about me was, was, you know, like you, I couldn't get in my gym, you know, mm -hmm. I couldn't get to where I wanted to, to work out. And so the program got better training. I started training kids, you know, down the road. And, uh, you know, when I got released, from, you know, to be able to just do anything from the doctor, uh, started training. And then I started training, uh, kids in Clinton County. And I got about three dozen kids down there. So like I do eight week sessions, kind of like your brain, you know, and, and I do them in Clinton County and I do them in Brighton, Illinois. And, and that's, I still do that in the, in the fall and in the spring and a little bit in the summer. So, I mean, and that shutdown really, it just gave me grew that and it, and it really gave you a chance to pivot a little bit. And that's what I, I found out, man, I really like training. Yeah. I really like working with these, you know, working with kids, you know what I mean? And working with the kids that really want it, you know, and, and, and that's, that's kind of, you know, what's got me thinking, man, should I build a pole barn? You know, and <laughs> we talked about that before and, and just have a gym, but, but, uh, the, the program got better and, and I, I realized basketball, there was stuff for me to do basketball wise that I could make. You know, I, I, it's like a rebirth, a second chance. And, you know, what did I love? I mean, I worked at Woodover Township Highway for 27 years and, and loved every second working with those guys and got some of my best friends are still there and, uh, and, and retired from there. But, but I, they, they, if you ask them, basketball was what I talked about. Even, you know, <laughs> we're eating lunch. We're talking, you, I'm talking about what I'm going to do at practice. An hour shift with <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, just getting to do basketball again and then, and then the opportunity, it just every, you know, it just made me, Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I love at this point in my life. I, you know, face death a couple times, near death experiences. And, and, you know, let's just do it the way, you know, let's do it the way you want to do it and, you know, see, see what happens from there. And so I, you know, just the training and, and the Hawks program is kind of what I did for, you know, year and a half and then, and then almost two years and then, and then Swick came along, but the, the program, the, the Hawks program is, has really thrived and, and it's taken on like yeah. a, a Nike sponsorship, is that correct? It's what, a blue what? star. Blue. I mean, yeah, it's it's like the EYBL is, is is the top. It's you know it's its own league. There's there's, there's 
handful of leagues out there, select 40, you know, elite 40, uh, you know, blue star and stuff. So we got a blue star brand, which is, you know, I mean, Nike is part of the blue star brand. Gotcha. So, um, how many kids do you have involved in that now? Man, I mean, it's, it's, we have three to four high school teams yearly, and then we usually have two to three junior high age teams. Uh, so, you know, that's, you're looking at 70, 60, 70 kids, wow. you know, and, um, they, they do a really good job. You know, you could blow it up and, and probably even get bigger, but, you know, I kind of like what we got with our brand and, and we're doing well. I was just thinking about this too last night. What am I going to say to these guys? One of the things was with that Hawks, you know, there's been about 35 seniors go through and it's depending on what a couple kids do this year, it's going to be 28 or 30 that are playing college basketball. Wow. And a couple that don't are like the Jackie Wiffles. That's D one rower, in <laughs> Kansas <laughs> and Aubrey Wallace this, is an yeah. Umsel, And yeah. you know what I mean? So, so it's, it's, it, it, that's what I'm proud of, you know, with the high school, like that's what, what I wanted to put on this side of the river, um, a place for Metro East and Central and Southern Illinois kids that could, you know, get the same experience and get the same tournaments and get the same opportunities. And, you know, everybody, we had a great, great year this year with some some of the best players I've ever coached. And uh, going three D1s and two D2s already from my the starting five. And then probably the next four or five are going to play at a level D2 or, or JUCO or you know, I got, I've offered a couple of them. <laughs> how, many, how many of those uh, teams do you coach? Uh, I, I coach usually the, uh, 16s and 17s. Lee, Lee Green has coached one of those teams with me uh, as well. Uh, Julianne takes care of uh, the, the junior high age level and and usually like the freshman sophomores that that's kind of you know and i got Allie trekler in the program now uh, <laughs> she, she well she took my spot I, I usually coach the young team so last mm-hmm. year i coached sixth graders which was probably one of the best experiences of my life getting back into coaching i was an assistant at you know a new assistant at swick um but but you know i i would practice a couple of weeks with those guys and just see those young kids improve so much i, I kind of hated giving up on that but with my role now at swick i just don't have the time for it but uh, what a better kid to add to the program Program and, and a coach and, and Allie Treckler, who I hope helps us at the high school level as well. Speaking of great people, oh, the best. <laughs> I mean, there's I, I, I've never had anybody. I don't think I've ever had anybody like her at Pride Fitness. I mean, she's she's unreal teammate. I have her volunteering at Swick in, in person. Just I, in person. I, she's on volunteer staff at Swick, <laughs> just so I can get her over there to, to practice with us once or twice a week. And she she loves it. But I mean, she's diving on the floor and talking in drills, and I'm just like, I hope that rubs off, you <laughs> yeah, know? Right? I mean, because that's what it takes, you know. I mean, you know. I, Training Allie, you know, I wished I would have started training her, really training her, training her at a younger age um, because the skill set could have been better. But, man, we talk about a kid that wants it. Yeah. You know, like you talked earlier about, you know, me wanting it for the kids as bad as they wanted or more. You know, I, that's one kid that I did not want it more than. You know, and when your best player on the team is your hardest worker and your best teammate, and that's that's why she was yeah. who she is, man. You know, she's she's right up there on your Mount Rushmore or whatever it is that you guys. I haven't heard Mount Rushmore a little bit. Well, you guys people lately. tell us to stop doing that. Yeah, shit, <laughs> I, got, we, we, I got a couple the of them. The well, foot, right. <laughs> well, they're, they're coming back. <laughs> foot race thing. Different people. Especially our brother Ty. He's very critical of the things we do. I need to stop doing that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I had the pleasure of working with Trekler for so many years, and just no work ethic. Nobody is 
better than her. You know what I'm saying? Pumping other kids up. Motivator. You know, she she would, during the season, she would join, and the other uh, players wouldn't be down there, during like the high school season, she would join my 6 a.m. women's weightlifting group during the season to come in. She could only do like half half hour, 45 minutes of it, which was an hour long. But during the season, she would come down and do that. These are like with ladies that are like averaging from like 23 years old to 50 years old and she would jump in with him and they would all take take her on as like a kid like their <laughs> daughter because she's in there pumping the, you know you have a 45 year old housewife deadlifting next to her now like come on you know so like <laughs> pumping them up just the athletic administrator swick needs needs a resume to just you know make her a volunteer i said uh-huh. we need to do anything you know no they just need a resume so we can add her to you know we know that she's there and and I, she gives me the resume i turn it in i look at it and i go I'm going to be her assistant next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to be Allie Checker's assistant next year. It's like <laughs> So she had me down as a she had me down as a reference cuz she worked over the summer she would help me with my my middle school intro to weightlifting class. And so someone they, I got a bunch of calls and someone called, "Hey, did she work there during this time?" "Yes, she did." Da, da, da. I'm like, "Okay, thank you." I'm like, "No, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on." Like, "No, more to like, say." Yeah, I'm like, "Hold on a second. I she's like, "No, I just she just I just need to verify, you know, she worked there." I'm like, "No, no, hold on." I got some things to say. <laughs> I was like, listen, she will make your place of work better. I probably, I would not let him get off the phone without say saying my little spiel, you know, about her. But it's how great, great of a person no she doubt. is. So, so at that point, you 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 get your AU team, um, you get the Hawks really rolling, um, becoming kind of a national team, and um, then Swick comes calling. So. Had you had you envisioned yourself in the college game before that, or did you think maybe I was going to stick with the, the select program, or I was going to try to get back into the high school game? So about five years ago, I guess it was five or six years ago, uh, the AD at Swick now is was the women's basketball coach, and he had given it up, and uh, he was my assistant when I played there, and, and he knew that I was interested in maybe coaching at the college level, and, and there was always that, you know, carrot dangling it, yeah. yeah could I do it and he's like all right it's not going to be a it's only going to be a stipend now and I'm like well how much is a stipend you know and I'm thinking you know 12 15 grand or something you know out of college and and he told me it was about two grand less than what I was making at CM living five minutes <laughs> and I go man yeah. I, I I get you know I'm making that drive you know so so I I end up kind of just kind of throwing it off and saying you know that's something maybe I would do you know I would go back and go coach where I played and um it was always kind of a little dream, a pipe dream, but but like I said, I was I was content in riding it out at CM mm-hmm. and uh, just you know seeing the fruits of the labor of all the people that made it work and uh, but yes, what Yinger says, uh, Coach Yinger calls me up and he says, let's uh, interested in getting you over here and and uh, we need to recruit better I and mean, we know you know the area with your club and and Metro East as a high school coach and and St Louis area we just need to get you know recruit better and. Uh, you know, it, I was like, yeah, why not? You know, and then they, they popped in a fitness center uh, offer with it, you know, so I got, got a job to, you know, do over there. And uh, that's not basketball related, but it just, you know, I'm going over there. You know, yeah. I am going over to coach basketball. I'd, I do my best in the fitness center. I get some terminology from Todd every once in a while that I can use with <laughs> yeah. somebody that asks about a high intensity workout or something. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind actually the last year. So, what part do you like about the college game more than the high school game? You can recruit your own players. Okay, <laughs> you can recruit the kids that you want, and you think maybe fit into your system. <laughs> so, 
I can't imagine there being many better junior college girls, women's basketball recruiters than Jonathan did. No and way. There's some, there's some good ones out there that have maybe had D1, you know, D1 experience, and now they're, you know, they wanted to be a head coach, so now they're going, you know, yeah. JUCO is a stepping stone, and they, you know, there's the best team in our very, league. Very kind of you. The, the, the best <laughs> team in our league, you know, Wabash Valley has won 99 straight conference games, and they are Dang. top five every year and go to the national tournament every year. And that coach was, you know, he, he had some D1 experience at Indiana State, and he's got, he, he does his his recruits are a little bit different than mine right now. He's probably We're getting different transfers. Phase. He's getting D one transfers. Yeah. He's getting kids that you know maybe are taking that third year to JUCO and they come in for one year. He's getting kids that are just D one talent because you know if you're D one talent and you're looking around and you see a team that's won 173 and 14 in five years or six years, you're that's where I want to go because I want to go D one. Yeah. You know? So so we're up against that, but, but you know he, he there's a lot of really really good recruiters out there. Believe it or not, in, in it, women's basketball. So we can get this. So we can get this on the record. You guys won how many games last year? Uh, we won six on the. We actually won seven, but we had to forfeit a game because of, we had to forfeit a thirty point win, which which kind of hurt. Uh, you know, in a season like that because of a, uh, a kid that had played that had, had a, was ineligible. So, and we didn't know it. <laughs> we'll write that down. So six wins. Six wins. And then we'll see what they do this year. And then we'll see what they do next year. <laughs> That's the goal. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I definitely recruiting. I brought in eight new kids this year um, and, and a transfers, uh, sophomore transfers. So nine new kids. And we brought three back from last year's team. It would have been five, but a couple kids left late. Uh, in the summer that were, would have been COVID sophomores. They went on to other schools and, uh, you know, it's, you respect that. They've already been in jun- you know, junior college. I got a, I got a feeling that, um, that outlook on the record will look a lot like CMs yeah. as it just keeps climbing. We can only hope. I mean, it's, that's the goal. And, and, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's uh, just got our head coach didn't get uh, his contract renewed late in the summer and, and just kind of was a whirlwind, you know, a little promotion. And, uh, you know, me and me and the assistant coach are, are flying, you know, doing it as we had three coaches last year. We just got two, two this year. And then Allie's helping as a volunteer. Uh, so, you know, we're doing a lot of work that, you know, just like high school, just like coaching anything, just like doing a job. I mean, like when you're an assistant coach, you're there and you're recruiting and, and running practice practice and doing drills and you know helping out when you become a head coach you know there's <laughs> you got a lot more issues you know that, yeah. that are unrelated to actual the basketball court that you really need to take care of and and stay on top of so it, it's a challenge every day and and uh you know you can't get too high and you can't get too low I mean it felt real good a couple weeks after after a nice jamboree and, and won three games and the next day it's like you get the grade reports and you know hey we're going from two study holes a week to four ladies <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean it, it's unacceptable as a team, you know, and not everybody, but as a team. So, uh, just just issues, you know, that 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 are unrelated. But you gotta gotta keep them in check, and then you gotta go win some games, and you gotta get some new recruits. Um, have one kid committed already for next year. Uh, so, uh, look looking to build. I mean, it's every day. I, I hate bringing my phone. I didn't want to bring my phone in here, but. If I get a big commitment, you know, <laughs> I mean, I get a break. I, I gotta look. Man. Yeah. That's one thing Carrie hates too. Is my, my phone's always in my hand, and you know the recruiting never stops. But I really like that. You know, it, it does make me think, man. If I'd have did this 25 years ago, what would have happened? Where you know where could I have been? You know, is you know, but, but uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and I've had a great run uh, at, at every level now. 
yeah, I mean, we haven't had a run yet here, but but that's the plan, and uh, it's not going to be because I'm going to get outworked yeah. and outcompeted. You know, I mean, that's that that's the big thing. You know, I mean, we may there may be some guys that get some better players and better recruiters, but you know, I'm going to bring kids in that are going to compete with those kids for 40 minutes, and that's that's uh, that's what we do. That's that's how I coach. When, so. when you're looking for when you're looking at kids and you're recruiting, what what are you looking for? Well, everybody's looking for, you know, well, I mean, size and, and, mm-hmm. and athleticism and, you know, being able to play inside out or, you know, that, that good point guard or the good shoot. I mean, you're looking for a lot of different pieces to put, to, you know, who you got on your roster. But but you, uh, are you looking for a certain I'm trying mindset? To, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find those kids that, that, that are dogs and compete every, every single every single play you know maybe may not be the best player on the team but they may be out there pressing full court you know what i mean and they're 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 working their tail off like i'm hardest worker you know i mean Mm -hmm. if i get everybody's hardest worker i think we're gonna be just fine um but it's uh it's different you know i mean looking for you know i I feel like i need more point guards now you know last year i felt like we had too you know too many point guards and then a couple point guards left late now i'm like oh man i need more point guards so i'm gonna get those kids that are like combo guards like ross locks that guy can handle the ball but can still you know slash it score it and shoot it a little bit so um and then you want length and you want size i mean it's 15 man roster i think you can kind of put together you know your pieces that you want now getting them to play together you know in a year or two that's the big challenge it's not a program you know it's not a four-year school so some kids leave after a year some kids some kids leave after two and you got you know it's a different team dynamic every year because you have about eight like we'll have eight kids hopefully coming back next year put a new seven with them and then you gotta you know so it's like every year it's almost like it's it's almost like a combination of of coaching you know coaching like a high school basketball but also coaching an AAU team but you're getting to coach that AAU team every day you know that that yeah. that's the fun part about yeah. it. You know what I mean. So, it, it, you know that that's what that's the way I see it right now. It's still like you know, I mean, kids are only a year out of high school, mm-hmm. so so it's not too much different than having seniors. But you know, you got they're all were the, one of the best players on their team. Now you got to get them to understand roles, you know? <laughs> right? So so and then you only got a year to do it. You know, so uh, it's just a daily challenge, and I think that's that's what I like to wake up to. Okay, what, what what's my challenge today? What how am I going to overcome? How am I going to win today? You know, just win the day, man. I mean, you guys say it all the time. You know, win the day, and uh, some some you win some, you lose some, and you know it rains on the other days or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's your goal as a coach? Do you see? I mean, do you what, do you have a, a, a five year plan, a two year plan? Do you, I mean, you you want to find go to a big major cop? college uh, I mean, girls I, basketball program? I don't know if you could ever rule that out and the, mm-hmm. the connections I'm making with, you know, kids that have, you know, like our best player this year went to Mizzou, you know, and, and I know that staff and, you know, Western Illinois, Southern Indiana were two of the other, you know, Division One kids. And uh, I I really, now right now, I'm like in the moment, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I'm like, I want to make Swick good. You know, I mean, we need to not be in the bottom half of the league. We need to be in the top half of the league and at least giving Wabash a, a scare, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and trying to beat them because that's, that's who you got to beat. You know, every, everywhere I've been, there's, you know, when I get the job, there's, there's somebody you got to beat. Well, that's, that's who you got to beat. And it, I mean, I would be perfectly okay, again, being able to try to get this program 
where it needs to be and, and competitive every year and, 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 and good and kids coming in and getting degrees and moving on to four year schools and, and, you know, kind of pipeline in there. And if I could do that for the next 12 or 15 years, I'd, I'd be pretty happy with my coaching career, but you can't ever rule. I mean, if you have a good three or four years, you never yeah. know what happens, but I, I, the challenge is now, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I got to worry about today, uh, tonight we play Webster university in an exhibition game. So I about canceled on you guys. Because of the game. <laughs> Uh, uh, Loosening you up, coach. I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, you know, my challenge is to be as good, make this program as good as I can make it. And I'm going to have high expectations. You know, so I tell the girls now, you know, even even though we're a new squad, i got high expectations for you. So high expectations is a a good thing, even though it may come with some some challenges, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. So um, it's it's, – it's it's a it's a great challenge and, and it's a, probably a challenge one of the few challenges I would have left CM for like you know if yeah. if they would have offered twenty grand a couple years ago, you know six years ago I I can't say I wouldn't have already been at Swick you know what I mean but it you know it just wasn't it wasn't the stipend that was going to make me drive yeah right. thirty five minutes one way <laughs> you know so um, but yeah it's everything's going good in the basketball world the Hawks program's good and, and uh, Swick's you know we're, we're on the come. It, you know, I'm, I don't want to get too high or too low because <laughs> I just got to make sure they're doing jobs off, off the on and off. You know, that was one thing with with Coach Denny is anytime like like they might be having a great year, they might be like you know start out like fifteen to zero. I'm like, hey man, how's things? Oh man, I don't know, I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> he would never. There was never a time like, oh man, we are rolling on all cylinders. We're freaking pumping every time, dude. They might be freaking. Oh, we had a bad practice. Zero, like, oh man, I don't know about this team. I just, dude, they're eighteen to zero. I well, I don't know. They're, they're starting to <laughs> well, come around. I think <laughs> every time most around. people don't understand. <laughs> Is, is there's a bigger picture when you get to be, you know, like I said, that winning's a curse, man. It's, you know what I mean? It, it's like you want to be better. You, they could dang, dang near play a perfect game, but you want the perfect game. It's just, you know, that's, I think that's how you keep kids hungry and that's how you keep them competing. And that's, you know, that's how you win. But yeah, I, you know, I probably did Lee Bennett that a little bit. <laughs> you know, the ultimate. The, you know, you don't want to tip your hand too much. You know, and, like and I know that you were an extremely hard worker and everything you did and back when you played that was just like you just being a dog. Uh, do you find that frustrating now when you get kids who just won't like you just can't get them fired up? They just not have that intensity and that work ethic. Is that is yeah, that a frustrating? And you see that like with in my business, I see it more and more every single freaking day. Is just. Yeah, we may have three or four good practices in a row and then two practices just like you said, and it's just like man, I know you got more in you, mm-hmm. you know, and but. You know, it's it's tough. It's a grind. You know, and that's it. it sometimes yeah, I'm thinking about different ways of motivating because not everybody motivates it. To, you know, they get you know kicked in the butt a little bit, and and uh, so so that's one thing I did learn from the process of you know what happened at CM. You know, you got to pick your battles, and you got to be able to make sure they're they're you know the non-negotiables that you know that you, you set with your team. And, uh, but yeah, it's tough when, when a kid doesn't respond, you know, they're not working hard and they don't respond to getting on the stairs and, you know, they just kind of quit and start dogging and you just basically just got to say, all right, it's time for you to go home. Like, you know, I, mean, I don't know what else I can do. I, you know, I can't, yeah. can't get at, get after you. I can't, you know, make you run. I can't, you know, you, you basically don't want to be here. So leave, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and then eventually those kids be weeded out. Yeah. You know, that's got to pick those battles. Got to pick the battles, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. 
Mount Ross, do you want to do a Mount Rushmore with him? Yes, absolutely. He wants let's, to do a Mount let's, Rushmore. Let's, let's you can do, do you don't have to do a couple. He has, <laughs> he has, a, he has, a, he has a big game tonight, so we'll we'll do this. We'll get him out of here. He, you want to do coaches? Had his uh, Mount Rushmore of say, I don't know, coaches. Not not that coached him, but just all time coaches in basketball history. Yeah, let's do let's do high school about coaches. High school coaches of all time. Yep. Who 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 I yeah, know four. Who I know. Yeah, or, I think I think who you know. I don't want to see had some Morgan Wooten. Yeah, I think who you know you've had contact with that you've seen do their thing. Um, Mike Waldo. Oof. Mike Waldo, um, former coach at Edwardsville. He is former, right? He yeah, is former. he's at SIUE still, correct? I think Lee Bennett's really good, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's got to be up there. Uh, I definitely think Lori Blade. I mean, she's, you know, she's, if you're talking about. Can't about argue her, with this. I mean, it, so you know, far. that's stuff that I, you know, I tried to pick stuff off what they did and how she did things uh, with the good programs. And the other one would be Quincy Notre Dame's coach, Eric Horn. Mm, cannot argue with that. The women, women's coach. Yeah, I think those those four, as far as who I know and know yeah. personally and, and, and have talked Seen with what and they've dealt done with, and they, yeah. just their programs and how they handled, you know, not-so-talented teams and how they handled really talented teams is just super impressive. I know you don't know hardly anybody on that list, but that's that was a not great even, list. That's not even true <laughs> at all. I don't know the Notre Dame coach. That's the only one. Stop it. <laughs> I, w- I went to John Cougar Mellon camp with Lee Bennett, okay? <laughs> you got anything else over there on your uh, your list of uh, uh, research that you want to hit before are, we are leave? Are you a reader? What, do you have a favorite book? Um. I know your boys are readers. Yeah, they're readers. I, I I read a lot of the coach like the the Coach K book and you know his biography and and uh, Calipari, and and Jim Calhoun and Gino REM. I've read their books that they put out and kind of how they put a business plan a little bit to what they did and, and related it to real life. I, I thought those were really good. I read read a lot uh, when I was recuperating uh-huh. and. Uh, yeah, I don't read as much as I should. My wife's a huge reader. My boys are, you know, big reader, and my daughter. And uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a. I, I probably should read more. You know, that's I try to get motivated by your little thing. You know, read a book, <laughs> read a chapter. You know, <laughs> right, and stuff. Right, and I just, right. man, I'm too busy worrying about what kind of you know new play I'm going to put in, <laughs> right. or what kind well, of new I, defensive scheme we're going to work on, or if I can make this kid help get this kid eligible. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. And I know you're a big film watcher too, aren't you? Like as far as like game films and and yeah, I, you know, I used to I used to not be. It was kind of weird. I used to mm-hmm. you know kind of just watch it, and then uh, you know then I watched it a lot when I was coach, you know, assistant coach, and then uh, you know like with my assistant coaches, like they did with me, I would try to make give them something to give them more accountability and stuff. So like Julianne would break down film. So you know, I mean, I would I would you know plug some stuff in you know but she she was the she was the big film person because i got to do a lot of film with like kessner and ty and stuff like that and uh just felt like that was a good good opportunity for coaches you know to 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 really have a say in what's going on and speaking of that julianne said once you were sitting with her at a J, one of her jv games and she had to tell you to sit down and shut up and let her coach that's that true yeah probably more than once <laughs> yeah yeah probably more than once i probably had made her made her sit down because i got a technical on the end of the bench, <laughs> jv game but you know it's you know i don't know if i talked about uh the good team that that won the first 
you know, conf- or the sophomore class that, that won that first conference and then won the first regional and then won the first sectional. But, you know, Lindsay Fensel was an amazing, like she's, she's right up there with, you know, all the good point guards. I had her cousin Casey and, and, and Tori are, uh, uh Portland and and that group of kids I mean Fensel was a winner competitor didn't turn it over you know I mean played D1 soccer and and uh just she just went she got married and just enjoyed myself at her wedding a couple yeah. weeks ago she, she still comes to she comes to circuit and she's she's a winner too man. she they was so and one thing I having him on the show I want to thank him I mean what Denny's done for my uh like for what Pride Fitness is just, it's, I can't thank him enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like sending his girls to me. Like he started, he started sending his girls to me when I was still in, the, when I was in the yard, you know, uh, that was back with the Fensels and Winnikeys and that, that Neymar. whole group then. It was an incredibly like tough. I, I always still say that was the toughest group of girls I've ever met. They were tough, man. And I remember, Hardy. and I hadn't worked <laughs> with a lot of girls until, you know, until, uh, uh, till JD started sending them to me. And I was like, Oh, girls are these girls are like th- that's my first like hey, girls are way tougher than guys you know what i'm saying i had kind of tim nelson we talked about this before got me my start with training uh high school athletes you know and it was with, with the marquette football team well D- denny brings the girls like after that and i'm like holy crap i mean training training girls is just they're just so much str- like tougher they won't show like if you put them to a hard workout they won't show that you just kick their ass. If they, they don't want pick to show, up, they never call fouls. Guys they, call fouls. Yeah, girls, they, girls just kill each other. They, they, they don't want to show the emotion that, that that like they're in pain or that they're they're tired or anything like. Now they might get done and say, "Man, that was hard." Blah blah blah. But while they're going through it, they're just they're showing no pain. That's what I'm saying. Those kids kind of you know that started that really set the tone for everybody else that came through and made that like that's what we got to do. We got to you know we got to fight through the adversity and fight through stuff that's hard. Yeah. And that's where I think in today's today's world, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the com- athletes, you know, have been handed everything or, or you know, just not been held accountable. And and uh, you know, so when things get hard, it's easy for them to quit. Yeah. And yeah. and kids, you know, kids like the the CM kids, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're playing a team more talented than you, they're gonna they're gonna bite your ankles till the end. You know what I mean? So that, that's just the mentality that that I carried through my life. You know, I, I've always said if you're gonna do something, do it with passion, or don't do it. Yeah. You know, that's kind of on my Twitter or whatever I've put out there, you know, it's uh, on social media and that's, that's the way I believe. And that's the way I want my kid kids that I coach because it's going to, it's going to help them later in life, you know, cause you guys know as well as I do, you get out, you get done playing college basketball or high school sports or whatever, and you get into the real world. That's way tougher. You know, that's way tougher than anything you ever, you don't realize it at the time. No. But I mean, cause I was one of them, you know I mean? But, but when you, if you have that mentality, it's going to separate you a little bit, you know, f- for a job interview or, you know, I mean, a work day, you know I mean? It's just going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to outwork and outcompete the other people. And that, and that's what I hope that I really, you know, help d- do with all the kids that I coach, boys, girls, whatever. You know I mean? There's. There's a lot of them on here I didn't mention, and I apologize, guys. You mentioned a lot, but I got it. I got it. But you know, I, and, I, and that's 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 who that's who. I mean, it's more than just me. You know, I mean, I used to tell the girls all the time, I could be gone tomorrow, which essentially I was. <laughs> uh, I could be gone tomorrow, and this program's going to still go. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 you guys that really help make it go. And I hope that you know the coach that they get behind, which they did a good job of getting Arb and Arb uh, does a does a real nice job. I wish he'd play more man to man. But uh, no, no, he does he does a really nice job. Uh, and you know those kids are the same kids that were, you know, the kids that are there now, and, and the kids that 
you know, I, I'll probably lose touch with, you know, about the kids that maybe were are fourth graders right now. We're in the mm-hmm. program, at, right. you know, at some yeah, level. Yeah, these, these, these girls you know, now, these studs now are the ones that were the little kids watching the games, you know, 10 years ago no, or whatever. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's pretty unique. It's fun, you know. I mean, it's uh, – I'm proud of it, and I always will be, and uh, hopefully I can make Swick same way and, and the Hawks continue to pump kids into college and, and do you have a doubt that he will make it that way Ross no not at all you and I are going to be at a Swick game soon aren't we <laughs> yes. and, and, hey, I don't know why Ross was he's got a Swick shirt he, I thought he'd have it on today <laughs> I didn't hey, want to brag but that's, a, that's probably a story I didn't want to brag you didn't want to brag <laughs> no Todd, Todd gives a lot of his money to, to donate you know to actual things that you know good, good things you're, 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 which this is going to be good <laughs> um, you know I, I read a quote before, like right before we did this and it was uh, if you want to be liked don't be a leader sell ice cream oh, I love it and it just, it's Steve Jobs that's yeah, good right and it just seemed great. like it, it kind of fit you know fit today and, and the things we talked about so there's no doubt yeah. Yeah. you know here's in so JD I like thank you for you got anything else Ross nope that was appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate it. Took that. a little while, but yeah, here, here it is. We kind of, yeah. Hopefully we got what, our money's worth. We what, did. What, you know, you, real quick, you, like, you overcame, like, as much adversity as someone could in, like, a month's period. Do you know what I'm saying? And you've bounced back and got a positive attitude and freaking probably doing, probably don't realize it, but doing better than you were before that. So what, what could you say to anybody else out there kind of going through some adverse times or it just feels like the world just came crashing down on them at one time, which, which did to you. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Uh, I love that. We will end on that. <laughs> love that. Mic drop. Mic drop. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Locksecutioners. Slay on. Slay on, brother.